Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ted Jr., right here on Life on Wax with Ted Jr. And I am here with another, what I call, local legend. As you know, every time we have a guest, we call him a local legend because that is not just a title. It is a challenge. That's right. That's right. So we today we have Miss Dana Kelly. How you doing today, sister? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. I'm so glad you were here. You know, y'all... Uh, this is a sister that I've been I've been watching. And I've noticed uh, just as she's been moving and and shaking throughout the last at least you know, ten years that I've been noticing. She's uh, she's been a poet and she is still a poet. She's been an author, um, nonprofit leader, and been doing a lot of great business work. And guess what? She's got the hardest job of all, being what a mother. <laughs> Yes. And so she's pretty dope all together. <laughs> and and the thing the thing about Dana, the thing that's dope is that she's done all of that with uh without ever letting us see her sweat. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> so I think some people would differ on that. Like, like, well <laughs> like I seen her sweat and it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Nah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Um so so every every guest we have on this show, Dana, and uh you haven't been any exception, every show Every person having the show gives us five songs. Okay. Now it's funny, y'all. Every time I tell people um, that I need five songs, I usually get people angry with me. She ended up giving me five songs, and I tell y'all when I want when I ask for these songs, part of it is I'm trying to build up my own <laughs> personal uh, 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 playlists because I want to hear music that I maybe haven't heard before, okay. and I, or that I maybe not listening to. And uh, she definitely hit me to a couple. Okay. And so and I'm so that, that. And so that's exciting. <laughs> it's always exciting. So uh, first, we're gonna get, get into this first song, and that is "I Like That" by Janelle Monae from the Dirty Computer album. Okay. Awesome. So be- before we jump right into it, what? Why don't you tell us a little bit about why you have this song on your playlist, Dan? Okay, so first of all, Janelle Monet is like everything. Right? Is she? So, yes, she is. So she's everything. She's beautiful. Janelle Monet is a winner. Yeah, she's a winner. She's a beautiful, um, magical black woman, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's one. We, we start there. Um, I like that is uh, one of uh, the funnier albums that I listen to and I like to pretend that I can rap. You know? All right. So, so we'll my, so we'll make sure we get that rap attempt to happen a little bit later on in the show. No, we'll make sure we get that happening. That I'm putting that down. It's happening. It's, <laughs> it's, it's on record. So we, we're going to get that for the show. So go so ahead. Yeah, because I like to pretend that I can rap. I like that. It's absolutely rap, on my... Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate it, honey. So because I like to pretend that I can rap, uh, I like that. It's absolutely on my list because... Um, I like to, you know, sing along to it, but also because it dips into something very important to me, um, which is self-esteem, mm-hmm. uh, self-esteem in our young ladies and uh, our community is extremely important. And so, and I think it's important as well to always sing something positively back to yourself. Music is everything to me. So um, I, I use music for... Like uh, a sound, I have a soundtrack almost every day for everything that I'm doing. If I am in a bad mood, I intentionally 
uh, play music that will get me out of it. That will mm. just just comes and grabs me out of it. All right. Yeah. So music is it, it often saves me and others' lives. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so. I like that. It saves others' lives too. Well, let's see what's up with I like that with Janelle Monae. See, I like that, boy. Yeah, it's nice. I like right? that. <laughs> yeah, just, so so I'm a fan of Janelle Monae. I will okay. I will say that I haven't listened to a lot of her a lot of her albums. Uh-huh. But I would definitely say that I'm a fan of her music. Everything I've ever heard from her, I think I've liked. Yes. Yes. Um, it's this one, and I think Old Maker is another one mm-hmm. that I kind of like. I can, it kind of gets me out of my funk. Yeah, so so do you find yourself you, know, you, you said you said it helps get this one songs you play when you're trying to get get out of being sad or down or whatever. Well, yeah, that's one of them. Or like cuz there's a you, lot of things that could kind of like pull at you on a day-to-day. Now, it's mm-hmm. not that I stay in uh in like a funk mm-hmm. on a day-to-day, but I am intentional about the music. That's what I'm saying. Is mm-hmm. I'm intentional about gotcha. my music, I'm intentional about my people. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing about me as well. I think that my people could probably back me up on that. Uh the people that I surround myself with in my life, I'm intentional about who they are just just like I am about my music, just like, as I am about the books I read, just as I am about um the type of education I prefer. <laughs> you know, it has to be good. Mm-hmm. It has to be good for you. Okay. <laughs> so you, so we we talked about uh, well, you you mentioned talking about your people mm-hmm. and talking about um, we we talked before about you and like just in the community mm-hmm. and that you've been in the community now for a long time. Yeah. And I know I know when people are uh, in the community that are of the community, yeah. you are intentional about the work that you're doing. So talk yeah. so talk about some of the things that or some of the reasons that you decided to get out there to that level of being like part of the, to be a a leader in the community. Okay. So as a young lady, um, I think a lot of people assumed when I was a displaced teen, they automatically, they automatically blame your parents. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh my God, this girl's mama, this girl's daddy, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was a hurt young lady. Um, but a lot of things, uh, my mother was too. Mm -hmm. We were two broken girls, broken Mm -hmm. women living in the same home. Wow. Uh, and um, people never, ever, you know, they never consider that, you know. Uh, so, a lot I of wonder, time, I wonder why. I wonder why that happens. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> uh, uh, women are, women are the strongest creatures on earth. Uh, I'm just put that out there first and foremost. You get no argument. From yeah. me. <laughs> so, I, I see. I just showed yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we we take a lot in and we uh, release. Very little verbally, um, mm-hmm. when it comes to the, what is what is hurting us, mm-hmm. um, we try to heal more than we hurt, uh, and it's just what it is. Um, even when I was um, displaced, I noticed that there were people with bigger problems than me, and I was like, I can't take this bed from this person, <laughs> you know. Wow. I'll I'll sleep out here instead, wow. you know, uh, because. I, in, my, in my mind, I was choosing my situation, whereas mm-hmm. they weren't. Okay. Um, so, you know, like I said, women, we, uh, man, and that's that's why I love women, all women. 
it, it, that's an inclusive deal for me. I, I, every woman, I don't care, you know, uh, black, brown, green, you know, whatever. Um, I love them. I know how hard it is for us all. And so, um, but yeah, so <clears throat> that's one. What was the question? Well, I was, well, I was really just asking what got you um, in so, so into working in the community. And right. you, you ended up hitting a point that was uh, really kind of strong. It was really strong for me to, to read it about yes. you. Yes. And that you were, you said, you, you call it displaced. You were displaced, displaced. Yes. as a teenager with, uh, with so, a newborn. Yeah, so being displaced with a new baby, um, I, I just got to, I ran into so many other youth uh, who were running from way bigger problems than mine. Mm-hmm. And, not, and some that weren't running, but that were uh, pushed away. And that were absolutely told that they couldn't be with the people who they wow. who were supposed to be taking care of them, the wow. people who who were supposed to love them, the people that were supposed to protect them, and um, that hurts. It hurts today even speaking about it. And so when I got older and realized uh, all that pain, uh, I wanted to do something about it. Anything I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, as a younger person, I wrote. Um, and then whenever I could reach out or I could help someone who, someone else who was displaced, um, I didn't care who it was. If they reached out to me, it was a friend's baby's mama or a, another, a, a coworker or whoever it was. If I could help, I would, because I remember being that person. Like mm. today, I still remember being that person and getting that help. Getting help from people sometimes I didn't even have to ask. Wow. And uh, and and so I feel that if you are in a position uh, to help people, you should. See, that kind of thing. Seeing seeing you well reading about because I wasn't there. Reading about you <laughs> as a as a teen being displaced with a baby, and seeing you now is a testimony for folks. <laughs> As that's if that if that don't preach for folks and I, I won't even get that that heavy in the gospel on this show. Yeah. But but, but, if, but if that don't preach for folks, then I don't know what's happening. But yeah. but I'm but I'm I'm so impressed that you went from that to to where you are now, and we're not even ha- halfway through the story. <laughs> yeah. So so you said you said from that point you said um, if you could help somebody you would. And so I'm guessing that that kind of that that mindset is what kind of pushed you into community work. It was that, and then it was being told so many times, like uh, being out there and being told by people, like I have a strong spiritual connection. Um, I don't, I don't tell people that they need to believe in God and mm-hmm. you you need to turn to, but I have a strong spiritual connection. God is everything to me, and I know He is because I know exactly where I slept. Uh, I know all the different things I've escaped, um, and I've and and the dangers that uh, I've I've um, I've overcome, mm. and so it couldn't be anything but God first and foremost. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> when I speak to people, um, you know, I first recognize that. Uh, but when I was out there, I can't tell you how many people uh, of God. <laughs> told me how many told me how I needed to face who I was and how I wasn't of God and uh and and how bad I was and just wasn't they weren't 
willing to meet me where I was mm. as a person, as an individual, as a young lost soul, you know. Um, and I think that's a mistake that a lot of adults make mm -hmm. with youth. Um, they are just so unwilling to see them exactly where they are or to come out of their comfort zone and meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. And, and, and they're so, they just so want them to come. Well, you need to stop doing what you're doing and get over. You know, they, they just so stuck in the ways that they're doing things that they'll never reach that youth. Mm -hmm. That that youth will continue sleeping in those cars and sleeping mm -hmm. on those streets because they are just their 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 eyes are shut and they only have one way of doing things. Mm -hmm. um, so seeing those things and dealing with those type of people of God, who would rather see me sleep outside because I wouldn't do things their way. Um, so that'll never happen on my end. Mm -hmm. um, I allow people to be who they are and I love them for who they are. Right. You know, now that now for that being said, <laughs> you know, I love them for who they are. You know, uh, you, you love people for who they are. But there are some people that you do love from a distance. I was. <laughs> so, As I'm waiting for. <laughs> Absolutely. So you love them for who they are and you do all that you can do for them. While they're you, over. But, but over yeah, there. You, you, leave them in, you have to leave them in the area. Some people because some people are really grown. Yeah. You know, in they in they so they grow. So I I did that. Um, I know, I know. I've been, I've been, I've been around for a while. You know, I've I've done a lot of community uh, type work. But one but one thing that I I read um, about you, and and it's something that I I think I think is something that artists are like. I consider you an artist. Yes, I consider myself okay. an artist. I okay. always will. I okay, love good. art. It's my favorite. So, <laughs> all day I feel that there's uh, there's a I don't know it's a it's a part of people who are artists because I think they a lot of artists are like I think a lot of artists are like givers yes. right they give of themselves to you know to, to art um but you're a poet yes and I read that you uh you actually at a very at a young age were like a published. Yes, Poet. I was first published when I was nine, which is, do which you, is odd. Do yeah. you uh, do you remember the the poem or the or, not at all or any so, of the, any so of the, it was very remember any, any of your first pieces any of the, of the no. ones that so it was an, I I started getting these migraine headaches when I was seven, mm -hmm. and it was the idea of the doctor because the doctor told my mother that I was stressed. Wow. Yes, and my mother was stressed like, seven year old. Absolutely not. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, it was the idea of the doctor that I started writing and keeping a journal. Oh. And so um, this um, guy with the post-dispatch, he walked up to us and we were jumping rope outside of uh, the laundromat. And um, we were jumping rope and I was reciting something and he put it in the newspaper and it's just that simple. That's crazy. It, was, it just <laughs> happened that way. It was really crazy. Um, my mom was super excited. She was super stoked. My dad, he, you know, it was crazy. But we, we had no idea. Um, that it would happen that day. We just went to the laundromat. You still have a, a clipping, or you still have my mom. My mom had a lot of that stuff, including like the cap and gowns and stuff like that. But um, we uh, a lot of that stuff in a flood in our old home on Shenandoah. We lost all of my stuff, diploma. Uh, you know everything. You know it's it's interesting. So many black people mm -hmm. that I talk to over life have lost so much of their. 
of their family history and archives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Either a flood or a fire. Yeah. Like so many it's 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 crazy how many people have had, especially here in St. Louis, but have had because I, I got the same story. Except it was a fire. Mm-hmm. And my sister my Tamika started the <laughs> nah. But man, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So I was just talking about it actually, uh, with my uh we were talking about our prom photos. And like they were, they were in the basement with everything else. Man. That's when I left home. My mom put everything in a box. I was in my bedroom and put it in the basement. Well, well, we're here with with Dana Kelly, y'all, and she's talking to us about uh, about her life. Uh, we're putting that thing on wax, and uh, and we're going through her playlist now. Uh, the second the second song I have on the playlist was a song I was not expecting. Yes, I was not. I was not expecting. To get a rock song, a rock, a blues rock yeah, band yeah. to show up in my uh, in my playlist because most of my playlists mm-hmm. are pretty much you know mm-hmm. so you like R and B hip hop R and B hip hop you know might we might get some pop here and there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I somebody shocking once with some metal which is which is cool mm-hmm. but to, I got Alabama shakes yes sound and color yeah so what so how did you get I'm, I'm gonna say introduced to this group, but 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 how does how does this group come to come to you, or this song come to you? So this song, so I'm also a movie buff. Um, okay. And so sometimes they put like little snippets. So so wait, all types of movies or, or no, no. So I guess I won't say movie buff. Okay, I love movies um, that are not scary ones. <laughs> so I might watch everything else okay. but a horror movie. All right. <laughs> so I'll take that back. I'm not a movie buff. I like everything else but horror flip horror films. But but who really likes horror films? Um, every last one of my friends. Every last one of my friends. See, I can't, I can't, I can't get with. So I can't I'm the get only with horror one that film. I know that don't, don't, don't do horror films. My daughter, my, my daughter, my son, they do horror films with their dad. There's a group of us. Mm-hmm. That don't do horror films. Uh-huh. We should start like a group mm-hmm. and just. I agree with that. As a group, don't go to the I horror. I agree with that because they shame me a lot. <laughs> they shame me a lot. You know, I used, I, I used to be nervous and scared. And people that listen to the show, and I've talked about this before, I, mean, I used to be nervous about the Twilight Zone. Mm. Come just like as it came on, mm-hmm. the opening credits, mm-hmm. and it, it would freak. <laughs> It would freak me out every time I I run to try to find this, the remote. No. <laughs> it's like ah, they gonna they gonna get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't do horror anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you were talking to me about your your movie buff yeah. outside of horror. So yeah, so any type of little snippet that comes on and it sounds good, it catches me, gives me um, just prompts me to write mm-hmm. anything that catches my ear. I want to hear the lyrics. I want to hear the words. I want to hear all the sounds to the instruments. I want to hear everything. And so I heard this song. um, I forget what movie I even heard it in. I heard it in, but I had to find it. I immediately started, like, just Googling the lyrics and Mm. just trying to figure out who sings this. Like, where did it come from? What else do they have? Like, I have to. And that's the other thing about me, like. If you're good at this, if you have this great, let me see what else great you have. Because you must have some great. Because you must have some other great things. things. Yes. So nobody's um, ever really just a one hit. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Sometimes they are, but 
They're not. Alabama Shakes has a nice album. So, Alabama Shakes, Sound and Color. We'll talk more about this. And we're staying with uh, Dana Kelly. And we're going to uh, talk about a lot more because she's got so much more I to talk about. <laughs> so so tell me more about, about these books. Just so, talk, talk to my audience more about your books. So my first book was um, Tattoos of the Heart, Tatted Up Tattoos of the Heart. And it, it basically, it, it was like, I think I ripped my heart out of my chest and like sat it right next to the pad. <laughs> and just like, I was, I, I, I put, I started from the beginning of my pain, which was um, me being raped as a little girl. And um, not telling my mother about it uh, and, and the pain that it caused us both um, because she didn't know why I was being so, you know, uh, volcanic, yeah. you know. And so, um, and then being uh, 15 and pregnant and not being in love with my children the way I thought I should be um, and being ashamed of it and not knowing that that was normal. Uh, you know, speaking to my mentees now, speaking to my young women that I, I talk to now, um, it, it, it's, uh, it's one of, it's one of the things now I'm not ashamed to say. And, and I think that it should be something we speak about more, especially with the, that's what my nonprofit is focused on, mental health. Um, our community and the stigma that is surrounded uh, around mental health and not getting it, not getting that help. Right. Uh, but um. But not only not getting it, but yeah. also not even knowing that. Not knowing you should that it's, be yeah, or knowing yeah, for. there's a problem that exists. Yeah, not knowing that it's something to reach for. Uh, but yeah, so the when you become a mother, that everybody told me the whole time I was pregnant and I didn't didn't want to be that. It would be okay once my baby got here. Mm. You would be okay. It's okay. Once the baby gets here, you'll be fine. And I said, and I said, okay. And once my son was here and I was holding him, um, there was, I didn't feel the way everybody told me I, I was going to feel. Wow. And, and I was afraid to tell anybody because I thought something was wrong with me. And so when I speak to the young ladies now that are out there, I want them to know this is, you know, because when I told somebody, I told uh, my cousin who I, I, I told everything to, but it still took me 10 years to tell her. <laughs> I told her everything, but I still, it still took me 10 years to tell her. I didn't feel like everybody told me I was supposed to feel. And it took me years. It took me years to feel like a mother. To feel like that motherly love. Like, I loved him because he's a human being and I have to take care. And I did everything I could. I protected him and I and I fed him and I, I did everything I was supposed to do. I did all the things that a person does when they love somebody until I loved him more than myself. Um, but they don't tell you when you're 15 um, and you're spoiled and entitled and 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 you're still uh, in your adolescent thoughts yeah. that that's exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, they they don't tell you those things, you know. Um, they they tell you no. When you have your child, everything will change. You'll get that. You'll get that right away. Some people do. Yeah, but 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 the, <laughs> but the people that do are already kind of predisposed to that. They 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 probably already a nurturing kid. 
But most most 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds they don't know anything about are, are all about self. themselves. I mean, that's, and that's developmentally appropriate. That's de- that's appropriate, <laughs> and uh, it's something that you it's something that you possibly have to grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something I had to grow into. But at the whole time I was growing into it, I thought something was wrong with me. Yeah, and and so that was something that need I needed to. Uh, that was something I had to take care of in myself. Uh, so I was taking care of that, but I actually wasn't. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was taking care of my son. Right. Uh, and then, you know, then I got married young. And then I had another son, who and, and it repeated, you know. And so the whole time you're taking care of your children and you're doing the best you can, um, you know, you, you still aren't paying any attention to yourself, um, uh, your mental your mental health, your mental right. self. Right. Uh, you're just going with your day-to-day and, and you're doing everything you can to put the food on the table and to make sure that they feel loved even if you don't have it all there. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so it's important, I think, to let people know about what is absolutely normal uh, and people are not perfect. So what made you uh, finally decide to uh, let people know or, or or check into your mental health and try to figure out how. Oh, with the books, because that's where we started. So with the books, it was time... I felt like trying to be everything everybody wanted me to be was driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. So it was like, this is who I am. And with when after you read this, if you are still around... <laughs> um, then you are you are meant to be here, and if not, then great, because wow. I am. Uh, uh, I, I had to be willing to let like a lot of people go. When I was seventeen, actually, I mean, I did. The, I prayed. I prayed for God to remove all the people from my life that weren't supposed to be there, and it was. And that was a very different type of prayer for a seventeen-year-old because. Typically, we like for everybody to be around us. Right. <laughs> but, but I just, it, it's just so a, much pain. And that's a prayer you don't go into lightly. That's right. Because it's if not, you ask for it, yes. you're going to look around. And I and, tell you what, so many people dropped out of my life. Wow. Heavy. At 17, I was, yeah, so many people um, were gone. They were gone. Like, whew. And, and, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Um, yeah. So, so the first book. Was just outpouring. That was an outpouring of everything. It was like this is where this is where my pain is. This is what's hurting me, and this is why I hurt you. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the first book. This is this is what's hurt me. Now this is what's hurt me. Was the first book. The second book was Ugly Me, and that was why I hurt you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, and that was a lot of my poetry and uh, different um, stories from my life as to why I hurt other people. Um, a lot of times, like, a, I am a, an accountable person. Um, so I do know that when we are at war emotionally, that I play to win. Wow. So what, so what book are you sputtering on right now? Uh, <laughs> so the final, the final one. And, uh, and I'm, I'm trying. I'm going between two uh, names right now um, for it, uh, but it's, it'll be the final one. And and actually, I'm I'm gonna do a compilation, put a lot of the first and second books pieces there, and a lot of some new writings, and it'll be the thickest one. 
<laughs> It'll be the thickest wow. one. I have a lot of new pieces. I think I have about um, 40 new pieces. So the first one was about the hurt that you you that you received, and the second one about the hurt that you gave yes. was the third one. It's just about a lot of revelations. Okay. Um, and, and, and even as an adult, I can still, even after giving all of me and being true and great to whomever, it doesn't matter how great you are, people will still be who they are. <laughs> and will still do whatever. Even um, if after you've matured in your emotions and, and give everything that you have, um, people will still mess you up yeah <laughs> they have no problem 100%. doing that 100 <laughs> percent. so and but then also just like living through that though like in an adult fashion i think that people are really um tripping and screwing themselves over when they say well this person hurt me so i gotta hurt them you know all that vindictive crap and, and all that you know that's that's dead that's dead, and it's That's only true. perpetuating a lot of pain throughout our communities, you know. So, um, so it's going to tap into that a little bit as well. That's dope. Uh, so we're here with Dana Kelly, and we are, of course, y'all know y'all on Life on Wax with hey, Ted Jr. Uh, we have hey, a, we're going to get into the next song hey, on her playlist, and it is Dear Dream. Ash, let's hear, let's hear this song. See how it's like. Then she's gonna tell us a little bit about why she chose it, and then we're gonna talk a little about her uh, her nonprofit and uh, some of the work she's doing in that area. That's Ash, dear dream, and uh, I was I was telling uh, Dana off air that you know I, I never heard of Ash. Mm-hmm. And you were saying I had never heard of her either. Um, so someone I really loved to, to introduce me to this person and um, this song actually. Uh, so, uh, so it just makes you it's a so when you deal with a grown man, right? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they uh, it, no because I like I said I'm an accountable person. Okay, I'm an accountable person. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I like I like that I like when a person learns me and speaks to me in music. Uh, when you speak to me in music, that means that you paid attention. You understand that's my language. That's my language. Okay, that's my language okay. of choice. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but um, but for, one thing for folks that might want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is that's my language of choice so when you learn me and you say you know what uh, I have to learn this uh, music language if I want to talk to her um, and then you send me um, songs and you send me music and you, you, talk, you speak to me that way so great uh, so anyway so this is one uh, this song right here girl you know the man says look do not come for me until you ready. Uh, <laughs> Basically. You know. yeah. That's exactly the song. Like, don't come for me unless you're ready. And if you're not ready, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you can go do whatever you're doing over there. I might be here when you get back. Or I might not. Come on. Uh, so, yeah. So, in this song, um, 
It's real sexy. It's real nice. It is a it's sexy like, song. It's a sexy song. It is, it is a hot. It's a it's hot. It's a hot track. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you not mind, then why the hell you coming over here? Don't don't. That's what it says. That's, that's but that's some. That's, <laughs> that's stuff that we should all take heed to. That's right. We should all take heed to. If you not mind. Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah. If you not mind, get your ass back over there. <laughs> don't come over here. Go back over there to the motherfucker you claiming. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 back so back to back to you you've got a non-profit called she Rose yes incorporated what's is that that's i'm guessing that that's the group that you're doing the work with with the young women yes that's what i do uh actually most of my work um because that's why i could do it for free <laughs> so um most of the work i do so when i'm called into um uh, safe houses or displaced shelters and different things of the nature. It is through the nonprofit. Tushiros, okay. Tushiros, yeah. And uh, I noticed you were you worked with the battered women of St. Louis. Yes. Was that that also through Shiro's or is that? So that's always that been that was a... way before Shiro's. Okay. Um, I myself was in an abusive relationship in my mm-hmm. first marriage, and. Um, it was something that I didn't even recognize because I thought that you had to be, um, he had to be putting fist to face, uh, you know, like almost every day. And I, I have friends who were in abusive relationships and mine didn't look like that. Mm. And so because our fights were annually maybe, you know, um, and when he did hit me, it wasn't a, it wasn't like he didn't draw his fist back and punch me in my face or, you know, draw blood from me. Um, you know, it was when I was pregnant with our son, he pushed me. He pushed me down. And uh, it sprained my ankle so bad, we ended up in the emergency room. And or, uh, right after our son was born, he pushed me into the stove. But the grease that was on the stove poured over into my feet and the ambulance had to come pick me up but to me (laughs) I didn't think I was in an abuse I thought those were just incidents (laughs) um you know it wasn't until like the last year and a half that he actually drew blood or or um you know fist put his fist you know um you know to me and so Uh, for the whole time we were in a relationship, I didn't think I was in an abusive relationship. Do you find that a lot of a lot of women that you that you meet, or even the girls that you work with, um, in their relationships, don't realize? Oh that they... no, no, they absolutely know okay. they're in an abusive relationship. Um, do they? Do now, they... what type of abuse they're receiving? That's the thing, because some of them don't get hit at all, mm-hmm. um, but the verbal. Yeah. The verbal and the treatment, and um, if you're not with a person who's uplifting you, uh, that is some. Those are one of the. You you're with someone who, when you tell them this is what I want to do, and the first thing they say is nah. They they're not even trying to hear you out. You know, I want to I want to better myself. I want to go back to school. Well, why are you doing that? Because you making this you making this over here. Well, what what? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's like a person that's not even willing to 
to check into your dreams. Mm-hmm. That's that's a form of abuse. Yeah. yeah no, that's <laughs> um, that's real. That's, that's real. And, and you know what? You know that's that's a real a real type of abuse that people don't really know they don't. that they don't think about. Yeah. Like, but it has the same effect. Yeah. On on on, on your person. It does. Like you you go through the same type of stuff. Yes. Yes. You need that support. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, you you move out of your home. You get out on your own. Sometimes some people go right from home into a uh, into a relationship and into something. But when you leave home, some people leave unsupportive homes mm-hmm. and get into a situation and get into a relationship that are just you know to, that don't support them either. Yeah. Um, and so they don't know how to uh, they don't know how to garner their dreams. They don't know how to. To, to grow right uh, because they feel like it's it's that's, not it's not them. different than what but and I and I even I even push back on on sometimes the word support because like you people should just be supporting they should be like pushing you yeah. toward where you helping you go. grow yeah 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 I I really I really believe that 100 percent I'm glad I'm glad you said it yeah because I think more women and uh, and young men need to know that if you're not positive if you're not being a a positive asset to your other person you know what i want to say this too because it's not just young women it's men too if you're with a if you're with a young lady who is absolutely cool with you selling if you're with a young lady who's absolutely (laughs) cool with you selling and when you say "I'm, i'm trying to stop selling i'm trying to go to school i'm trying to learn this trade and she like well that money not coming fast enough that's an abusive relationship and you need to get out of that as well. I feel because that. Because that person would rather see you in jail than see you making honest money and see you doing all the right things by you and your family. That person needs to go. That's an exactly. abusive relationship. That's not a supportive person. Exactly. So it's not just it's not just women that are in abusive mm-hmm. relationships. There are men as well that's being abused by the women that they love so much as well. Because, man, and, and you know what? It's hard, brothers. I know it's hard. And we're not going to talk about us too long because we focused on sisters. Mm-hmm. But, fellas, I know it's hard, man, because they y'all cute. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know we make it hard because we, we like pretty things. And we, you know, we, we just do. <laughs> Yeah, I like the we like per- we like our bags. And we like, know, well, what about the dinner and the movie? And we want to just and make he like I only made this much. But, <laughs> but we want to give it to you. We want to give you all the stuff that you say. Yes. You say we just want to. Yeah. But uh, don't 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 fall for those. And we like my daddy said you're supposed to take care my of me. Daddy, <laughs> boy, you almost triggered me right there. <laughs> <laughs> almost triggered, boy. Let me get off this one before I say something. <laughs> yeah. Say something that folks listening may may remember some stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so so that's that's a, I think that's an awesome uh, awesome nonprofit. That's an awesome mission. Uh-huh. That mission is is amazing. Yeah. And I and I think uh, I think your your voice speaking about it from uh, from not only a place of experience but a place of um, and I would I would probably I would say this a place of expert expertise mm-hmm. to those young women. Is it's probably it's probably the thing that they really need. Yeah. You know, you need somebody that's that's been through it and is now on the other side of a lot of that. That's what I think that. Uh, so when they introduce me, uh, a lot of my a lot of the people who introduce me, they know me. They know mm-hmm. me on the artist scene. They know me from working with me professionally as well. And they say, you know, here's Dana. She's our 
She's the financial specialist. She actually helped do the books for the center. That's how we met. Or this Dana, she helped us do blah, blah, blah. So they introduced me as that person. Like, she's a financial specialist. She actually owns her business. It's over here. And they introduced me that way. She used to be homeless. Mm-hmm. And they just break loose, like, drop the bomb. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> so we, but we we get into it. and But that... It, I mean, that wall comes down so fast with the youth and young adults. That's why, that's why and I they just saying. start pouring into me. And, and and I can't I can't be um, happier. Right. I can't be more, like, ready. You're already you know? a testimony <laughs> from where you are now. And like I said, we're only part way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's dope. This is a dope song. Dang. And whoever sent that to you he dope. is doing dope. Yeah. <laughs> So more power to you, whoever that uh, who, whoever that person is that sent that. Yeah. Good job. Uh, <laughs> so um, so the next song we're gonna get into is uh, Ultra Light Beam. Yes. With Kanye. Yes. In the Life of Pablo album. Yes. A lot of people love this one. Yes. And we're gonna check it out real quick. Then we'll be right back. Life on Wax, Dana Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. So I don't, I don't really need to ask ask, ask why you a- added this to your playlist, but I will. Yeah. What made you want to put this song? Because here's the thing, uh-huh. you know, I say give me five songs, and there's a lot of songs. Yeah. And if you're a person who's into music, you probably are angry that I'm only giving you five songs. Yes. So so how so why does Ultralight Beam? find his way to this playlist so all the time so ultra light beam probably gets played uh five out of my seven days wow um and um first of all the production is amazing i like it. the production is great um people fail to you know i love people i love i love my community i love st louis right and uh you throw yourself you throw yourself out there right people fail to protect you Mm. You know, um, and as much as you, no matter what you do, you know, no matter how you do it, no matter your intentions, no matter who you are, um, people fail to protect you. And so, because I'm a person without expectations, uh, I have to be and remind myself of that every day and check into who's really uh, the person who is protecting me. I mean, the the being, the spiritual being that is protecting me every single day. And so, and because I curse a lot <laughs> and I pray a lot, um, this is one of the songs that resonate with me the most. Um, like I said, the production's great. <laughs> and um, and I need that because it's that's exactly what it is to me a lot of times like it's so hard to stay great in a in a sea full of foulness you know um, and it's it's so hard to a lot of times it in and just because I'm transparent as hell and I don't mind saying, you know, a lot of stuff, but it's so hard to not, not just say, forget everybody else, just me. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just me now. <laughs> so so when yeah. so when you talk about people people not not protecting you mm-hmm. and you think about um some of the things that you have have done over your life, right? The people that I'm, I'm I would imagine that the people that you think would protect you, I mean it's just like they've been vetted. Yes. They seem, yes. Like they would have. Yeah, they so, have absolutely. So how do you handle that moment when you realize that this this person that I have I vetted, you know, I I wasn't fooling with them at first, but they they found my they found my musical voice, and they they talked to me and they talked to me through music a little bit. Yeah. And and we've been through a few things that I consider to be important. Yeah. And now I'm letting you in. Yes. But then you don't protect me. How do you like? How do you? How do you handle that, or how? Yes. How have you handled that? I remind myself that of my imperfections, mm-hmm. and it lets you you remember that people are imperfect. There's no way, there's no way that everybody, there's no way any human being can catch every single mm-hmm. um, error, yeah, and, and yeah. pain and hurt, uh, and so. If there's a moment where I felt the person um, that was vetted should have been there to protect me, and they missed it, and they missed it. Uh, Do they get another opportunity, or is that... Oh, you know, I I think that it just depends on how, how, uh, you know, how hard I was hit when they weren't there to protect me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's it's like there's Mack truck is coming. You didn't you didn't drive another car into it, you know. Yeah, you swerve or nothing. You just let them hit my side, you know. Yeah, you yeah, you kinda pushed me in a way, actually. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, it just depends. It just depends on how hard I was hit. Yeah, like I mean, as a matter of fact, you know, when you are the person, especially you're the person assigned to protect you know, God's child, you know, um, and you, you send the bullets or you are the person holding the gun. Um, you know, you know, you don't get a second chance. It's, it's gotta, it's gotta be tough to, uh, for the, for the person who's protect the protector, uh, for that person to fall off. Like, if I'm the protector and somebody's supposed to protect me... Yeah. But me not be able to trust that person or not be able to... Yes. Know that, that's... That's a... It's, that's a, it's gotta, a tough spot to stand in. So, um, this song, I was introduced to it kind of backwards, I would say. Um, I was actually doing this show a few, a few years ago. And with um, a brother that, uh, that I interviewed introduced me to Chance. Oh, yes. Yeah. So... I knew about Chance first, yes. and then I, you know, I got into the color, got into the coloring book, and then in his um, his album before that. Yes. And people were just all talking about his verse on Ultra Light Beam, and I, mm-hmm. you know, by that time, you know, I had, you know, I love Kanye early, early old Kanye, mm. but I had decided I missed the old Kanye. <laughs> I had decided that I wasn't fooling with Kanye. Yes. And so I didn't even, yes. I didn't even say, I didn't even trip about this album, mm-hmm. but. When somebody told me the chance was on there killing it, yes, I said I, well, I gotta I gotta see what else is on in yes. this dang song. Yes, Kanye and the crew. Yes, 
and all the gospel. Yes. And all. <laughs> it's, it's, the production is awesome. So, uh, so I, so I love the song too. So I'm glad I saw it. Yes. I'm glad I saw it. I, it told me that we, we got some synergy that we, yes. we, you know. Yes. Uh, now you, you, and we haven't really talked about it much, but I do want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about your business. Yes. Because you've been doing, you've been in business for a very long time. Yes. Doing a lot of financial. Uh, yes, financial literacy, literacy and empowerment. Yeah. Um, so yes, started out uh, in 2000 with uh, State Farm, right? Total, total, you know, fluke. You know, I started out, as a matter of fact, helping someone. Okay. <laughs> so I went in, they was like, can you help me? I'm trying to build this. And I'm like, sure. You know, I'll learn. Mm-hmm. And I got in and I, I ran in. This woman, I actually came in and she asked me for something that has something to do with her. Because uh, I can't really say a lot of things. Sure. You know, but she asked me for something uh, that has something to do with her policy. Mm-hmm. And it was financially based. And I am with this money. We're almost done. We're almost done. And so, the she asked me for a loan from her policy, and it was to the tune of almost twenty thousand dollars. And and I said okay. Um, I went in the back, checked it out, you know, and I happened to uh, I figured out how to do it, got her her money and everything, and then I looked into. How she did this? Why right. is this? You know, how is this possible? Right, because you, um, you just pulled twenty. You just pulled twenty stacks. Just like what? You know, and it was just a, it was to this. yeah, it was to buy her daughter a car. She's going off to college, and you know, and this is this is awesome. This is great. I mean, I and I'm twenty thousand for something yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, it's twenty thousand. I'm saying. So um, so I found out how, and I immediately started studying. Immediately started getting them getting certified, making them get me certified into these different things, and started taking said um, knowledge into back into my community, and start telling them like, hey, these interest rates are almost done. okay. Um, so <laughs> these, you know, just immediately started expressing to them how life insurance works for us while we're still alive, uh, and I was very happy to have that knowledge early um early enough and young enough to start selling to people my age right uh, at the time and putting their kids into policies i happen to have the experience about my son my son was born with tuberous sclerosis which is tuberous of the brain's heart and kidney of the brain heart and kidney and his tuber in his brain caused a learning delay uh, where it is placed but at the time they knew so little about what about his disease he was born with he was uninsurable. Had I not been insured when I had him, mm. he wouldn't have insurance wow. today. And so those are things that I got to take back into, again, my community. I was finding every pregnant woman I could to put this, put some insurance on them. Yo, hey, and get just this. get this, yo. No, hey, now. Hey, don't, hey, don't play. Don't wait. Get this. Get it today. Not today, but right now. <laughs> right now. So, yeah, and get you a whole life policy. We getting these universals. Like, wait, the, the interest rate is crazy. You know, just like, um, just speaking... Uh, the language that I knew um, to help them understand, to help my community understand what we needed. Uh, and that's and that's been a real successful uh, business for you. It has. Over, to, over it time. Has. And, and not only, I'm sure, financially successful, but also successful as far as 
the impact yes. that is that it has on the people, and so that's yes, you know, that's what we need. Understanding I, life insurance mm-hmm. and investing back into yourself is a it's a it's a game changer mm-hmm. in our communities because it's not something that we spoke about. We we got by it growing up. We got mm-hmm. by, and so in, investing back into yourself. And making sure that you're insured and your children are insured, these are now priorities as opposed to something that we'll get to. Right. Because if you keep waiting on it, you might not ever have a chance to get to it. Yes, we fish frying forever. And we're, um, you know, collecting money on the corners forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now we're preparing. You know, now we are prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, There you go. So So is there... um, so as we get into this this last song, um, "Rose in Harlem" yes. by the Tiana Taylor. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm gonna tell you about Tiana. Now I don't know her personally. I wish I did, uh-huh. but she is a dope ass sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I um I see I see her um with her husband. I see her with her husband a lot because I watch other things where they interview both of them. Also with her child, her son, son, and man, then I see her by herself when she's out performing and doing her thing, and I, I'm just impressed yeah. by sisters that are able to do all of that. Yes. With excellence. Yeah. And each like arena. Yes. And like boss every arena. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like, really yes. own each space. Yes. The only time I didn't really like her was in a day. When she was by right, and that uh-huh. just meant she played that part really well. <laughs> right, 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 right. Whenever anybody acts, you know, well enough, we go, uh, or yay. It just depends. So we're gonna listen to Rose and Harlem just a, a little bit, then we're gonna get uh get back with Dana Kelly right here on Life on Wax. It's your boy Ted Jr. Yeah. Feel like she's talking about we was yes. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> Same folks we were just talking about. <laughs> Not protected. So, yes. so yeah. So, so tell me why you decided to add this song. It just it just came out this year, I think. Yeah. So my bro, he uh, he introduced me to that song. So my bro took uh, took us to London right this year, and uh, he's he's doing amazing things. I love him. He uh, I'm just so proud of him, and. I think it's, I think it's important that we uplift. And I already said this a million times. So I think it's important that we uplift each other, yeah. and and push each other to like the highest that we can go. Right. Um, that's why I love my circle. I love my friends. Uh, Irvin is my yeah. bro. Uh, to hear more, that's what I'm talking about. That's my bro. Um, when he said, "Sis, I got this going on. We're gonna be in London, and we sold out a show." and we just all you you got your passport because you know that's all you need you know <laughs> so, yes <laughs> so, wait, wait, on deck. I, on deck. <laughs> so I think that it's amazing when um you have that type of family like that type of extended family in your life mm-hmm. um and when you call like I could call Urban I can call to here and um 
many people, Princeton, do uh, a lot of people that you probably heard of, I'm sure, Mocha yeah. Latte, um, so many sisters, and, and I got a lot of bros, <laughs> a lot of bros that's helped me throughout this. And I actually had a dinner with Mocha Latte not too long ago, and was saying like in the last 11, 12 years, I had a, I had um, not had those type of, you know, girlfriends mm-hmm. that kind of like push you yeah um you know to the next level actually when you when i said you know well i'm thinking about doing this you know it was always a cringe or a look in their face like oh how you gonna do that it was always a whole lot of questions yeah like so so well you you know you can't do that if you got so-and-so back you you know you got these kids or how's that that uh down man you got can't you know baby do that you know stuff like that see that that comes in in men's voices too Yes, just, uh, just, yes. In case you didn't, in case you didn't know, mm-hmm. our boys, our guys, whatever. They, they do are, that too. They do that too. Ah, I didn't know. Yeah, it, so. happens, <laughs> it happens over here too. So yeah, so um, I think that it's important. Like I said, your circles, uh, the people they want to see you do, um, they want to see you do everything that you dream of. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to put, you don't have to put a list of it out. You just have to do the work. Yeah. Um, I've. I'm not great at all at um, marketing myself. So, okay. and that's that's always been a problem of mine. But I'm blessed because uh, in 2004 was the last time I made a cold call for my business. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's uh, dope. 2004 was the last time I made a cold call for my business. Um, it's always been referrals and or um, my excellent circle riding mm-hmm. for me like you know dang uh, oh by the way Kels does so and so why yeah. haven't you said anything yeah. <laughs> you know she's amazing by the way you know so um i don't have to promote I, that is one of that's one of the things i am i'm not good at mm-hmm. uh you know it, i'm nervous just Speaking about it now, you had to ask me what I do, right. you know, and it's, it's not because I'm not good at what I do. It's, it's because I have a hard time bragging about myself. It was mm-hmm. one of the it was actually the worst thing uh, during my campaigning mm-hmm. because my, my I can't tell you how many times my team was like, hey, you have to get used to speaking about you. You know, yeah. like That's a real tell thing. people who you are. It's OK to speak, you know, and, and brag about you like you've done shit. You know, yeah, like it's, it's important to do that, especially if you've done stuff. Yeah, you gotta you gotta say it. Yes, and you and you gotta be you gotta be proud to say it, and you gotta and you can't you can't um think that you're saying too much. Mm-hmm. You can't think that you uh, that you should be be more humble because because really here's the reality, um and I tell this to dope people all the time: you not talking about it, you not embracing your dopeness is tragic for the rest of us. <laughs> and it's not that I don't embrace who I am. Uh, I feel that it's always about whomever is coming to me for what they need. Mm-hmm. I am here for whomever is coming to me. Yeah. And not the other way around. They're not here to hear about my resume. They're here because they need me for something specific. And, some, <laughs> and sometimes more people come if they know. Yes. More, more, more people come, they already know. Yes. And, um, and, and just think. And this is why, this is why I think it's important because you are a business owner who has a real heart, right? It's important for folks to find you, mm-hmm. and not the person that does the same thing you you do, but doesn't do it with the heart that you do it. Yes. Because 
that person will speak up and talk about. Yes, they, they will. They will do. They will do all of that stuff. And, and I mean, speaking about that too, though, I stopped taking new clients. Oh, really? Back in 2013. It's because <laughs> because I was so uh, gonna hit you next week, like, hey, oh, uh. yeah. So, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I stopped taking new clients back in 2013 because I, I had I, I kind of like maxed out. Uh, on my personal, like, uh, like who I can take on. That's like um, such a good problem. That's to have. a good problem to have. <laughs> that's a blessing. Yeah. That's a blessing. And so uh, my team, of course, brought on more people, and uh, and they they dealt with and had more clients um, on my on my book of business and Got stuff it. like that. But personally, uh, I have taken new clients if they were referred by my clientele. But I mean, they had to be extra referred. Like I'm talking about, like Dana, please, uh, you know, see, you know. But I just, you know, I stopped taking because I like to give a certain level of service. Mm-hmm. And if I feel like I can't give you the level of service that you need, I'd rather you go somewhere else because I don't want you to have any uh, bad feelings about any business that we've ever done. Right. I just don't. So you, but you said you, you, you have a team. You have other people that you... I had a team. Oh, now, okay. So before I ran for office, I did turn over my business to a par- my partner. Okay. Uh, and he's since then moved the business to county. Okay. Uh, out of city. And so, uh, right? And so I, I am... Know, over- I, I know we're not hating on... No. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm an advocate of, of growing business and employing in the city of mm-hmm. St. Louis. Um, now, yeah. So... I will be reopening my business in the city of St. Louis once uh, everything is done um, and I can reopen mm-hmm. uh, once we're out of litigation um, because of all the things that happen. So, yes, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So, but that was that was one of the things uh, I hated that he had to move it out of the city because they made it hard for him to be there. So that's crazy. Yeah, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so I had a team. Mm-hmm. I had a team. Well, that's but even if you had a team, yes, that's important. Yeah. It's important that you that you that you realize your capacity, and that you were able to grow other people. Yes, and let them build their own capacity. Let them build their own or their own rosters and get their own group of folks. And and they are all rock stars. And they're rock stars. They are rock stars. So and I'm I'm proud because I can just like. At any point, I could be like, hey, hey, guys, would you mind coming on? <laughs> Helping me out a little bit. So um, I'm proud of that part. They they are very successful people, and they will still, like, do my little stuff for me if I need them to. <laughs> okay, Dana, if you need us to, fine, you know. <laughs> so what's, so if you had to, you know, uh, and you, you are, I'm asking you to. Uh, every guest, every guest that I have on, on on our show here, every local legend, I ask them to uh, give just kind of a word of just advice or um, a word of uh, inspiration or something. What would you say to all the people that listen to this show? Um, from just anything from you that you want to tell people, they should know what they should do. Any any words of encouragement? I think would just be 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 secure in your voice and be be secure in who you are and if you are not just pretend until you until you get it right until you are that's what it is